As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Jason Stein. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> Let's start by having you introduce yourself. I'd love if you could just share your story a bit with our listeners. Sure. My name is Jason Stein. I've been a licensed acupuncturist since 1998. Uh, my story is like most acupuncturists or many where I had a health challenge that wasn't going away and doctors just wanted to do more invasive testing and antibiotics. And I was on my way to get a PhD in industrial organizational psychology. So to be a business psychologist, and I took a left-hand turn literally in Albuquerque and um, found a Chinese medicine institute and studied, graduated, right away was given the opportunity to treat in a hospital. And I treated for uh, a while. And I realized that wellness providers don't get any business sense. There's very little training in school. And my grandfather was an entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur. And uh, so I used those skill sets to start doing business consulting and coaching and also providing. And so Bring you up to today, I live in Wallowa County, which is the eastern Oregon, Idaho, Washington border. And I have a, a wellness center out here with my wife where we do retreats and we have acupuncture, massage, naturopathic medicine. We're bringing in IV therapy. And I spend the rest of my time with wellness renegades. So I'm a business consultant to the wellness providers out there. Awesome. I love what you're doing. I'm excited to learn more about your wellness center and retreat center. It sounds amazing. And, and you're, you're pretty local here. You know, I'm in Vancouver, Washington, and you spent a lot of years at Oregon College of Oriental Medicine, um, or we call it OCOM around these parts. So I'd love to hear more about that too, as we go along. So sure. sounds like today we're really, we're going to talk about the business side of things. We're going to talk about money in particular. So in your experience, why do you feel like wellness providers often are facing money challenges overall? Well, for a couple of reasons. One is uh, most people get into integrative, complementary, alternative, whatever you want to call it, they get into the medicine side to help people. And so if we could, most people I've met that are really good at what they do would give it away for free if they could. And unfortunately, there's just a, not a lot of job offers out there for the integrative practitioner. And so I think the stats are probably 95 to 98% of them go into business for themselves. And many of them were never taught business and they don't really like business. They just want to help. 
And so it's easier to give than receive. Yet, if you don't figure out the money end of things, things can get really challenging. And there's a lot of burnout in the field for people that are afraid to raise their prices or are paying too much in rent or, you know, things like that. So I agree with you wholeheartedly, right? This has been my own experience. It's all of the clients I coach who are wellness providers and clinic owners have the same experience. Uh, graduate school or higher education is not providing business education. It's not part of the deal. So this is absolutely needed. And I think money uh, is often the crux of the distress for a lot of wellness providers. Another piece of it is when they're running their own business, it's finding more time in the day, right? And figuring out how to be paid for your time as well. So do you feel like there's strategies and systems around finding more time in the day, particularly for healthcare providers? Absolutely. You know, um, one, I'm a big believer in multiple streams of revenue. So generally, if you only have so much time and you want to make more money, uh, the traditional practitioner often just works harder. So one more client means more money. And when you have multiple streams of revenue, it just makes it easier on the time um, money equation. So that would be one thing. And then the other thing is you have to figure out the business model that you're in that works for you. So I work with some people that see 40 people a day and other people see five a day. And uh, not each model works for the individual. So you got to figure out the right one for you. Absolutely. Let's talk about the impact of the pandemic. Um, I'm sure you, you've seen this in the providers you've been working with. How have you observed wellness practitioners really changing their approach and adapting to this new normal? Yeah, it's interesting because I had providers that went rogue um, and just never closed down and other providers that had to close down for a couple of weeks and then other providers that were shut down for six months. And so although the PPE loans helped, I think that it's really good to prepare because I believe in the next 10 years we might see another pandemic. I think it's interesting when you like money and you look at money, oftentimes there's health coaches out there that are making more than an acupuncturist and they're going to school for about six to eight months. Um, and they're just good at marketing. They're good at business. Yep. And yep. so I think it's important to figure out what you like to do live, what you like to do online, and then think about a hybrid so that if something does happen that you can still, as long as you have internet access, um, feed your family and, and keep going. Yeah. So let's talk about marketing a bit. What would you say? I like this idea of the hybrid. It's what a lot of us do. For you, what do you say, what do you really think is the simplest, most effective kind of one or two things that providers can do to attract more patients or clients online if they've, you know, if they're delving into coaching or hybrid or whatever it is. Well, you said one or two, so I'll give my biggest tip. And that is that <laughs> Google, Google business profile is free SEO. Like if, if you think about the amount of hours that you're spending on uh, Instagram or TikTok, 
Um, I think that you'll find that your conversion is way better with less time and more focus on Google business profiles because it's embedded into Google Maps and it's free SEO. It, it doesn't yeah. cost time to do, yet most people will do a post a day over on Instagram and not touch their Google business profile so it becomes static rather than dynamic. Yeah. I've seen that happen too. And I think a lot of people don't realize that you can, you can post on Google, on your Google business profile daily or, or right. 20 million times a day, if you want that you can actually, any system you're using that's doing auto posting for you to social media platforms, you can actually typically integrate your Google business profile to that. And so all that's of your right. posts and updates that are going to Instagram can also go there. So that's a that's a great tip. Yeah, and, and also most people don't know that Google Business Profiles has a section for FAQs. And so patients and clients can actually ask questions and you can answer them. And anything you do over there, if you think in keyword terms, you're going to start showing up when someone says therapist near me, acupuncturist near me, what whatever it is, it's a gold mine for you that doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Let's talk about kind of how providers can balance their time, right? Because all this, these are great ideas. Okay, let's, let's create other revenue streams. I don't like to call them passive revenue streams ever because nothing's passive, in my opinion. And these other streams of income take a lot of work to create, especially in the beginning. But let's say they do that. They've got a hybrid business going on. They're doing all the marketing. Here comes burnout because now they're working all the time, right? So, you know, in your opinion, how how can healthcare providers in particular work towards a better work-life balance or as I like to say, work-life integration? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because I live out in the country in the sticks. And so I think it's really important to get some time outdoors. And I find... The more you get away from your computer, ideas pop that you wouldn't have thought about when you're just in it all the time. And I often have my clients take time off because the, the business will pay for you to take some time off to do a retreat or to actually do some continuing education that's live rather than online. And when you're away, really magic can happen to get new insights and ideas. You, you really want to sit down and, and simplify what's bringing in the most revenue and do you enjoy it? Because if it's bringing the most revenue, but it's costing you the most time, it may not be the best way to move. Yeah, I agree 100%, right? This is Katie from Jane, your all-in-one practice management software. Thanks for following along with me while I shared all about Jane Payments and the full suite of features we offer to help you save time, money, and a whole lot of admin work. Although the payments landscape can feel a bit tricky, the path to getting started with Jane is a pretty straightforward one. To get from A to B, we recommend booking a one-on-one -on -one demo. This is a nice way to see Jane's payment features in action. If you like what you see, you can sign up for a new Jane account. Don't forget to mention the show for a one-month grace period as you settle in. Last but not least, don't forget to turn on Jane Payments. If you need a hand, you can reach out to our team, or you can learn how over at jane.app forward slash payments. Let's say 
the provider gets in a good system. They've got the money flowing. How would you recommend that provider now be managing their money? So what are the strategies? What are those sort of habits, key habits, practices that wellness providers can really bring on to manage their finances and create financial stability long term? Awesome. That's a great question that often isn't asked. Um, I think money management's important. Um, cash flow is also important. And so some of the things that I've done that I recommend other people do, if you have children, think about a 529. Because if you do simple investments for long periods of time, they really add up. And so I got younger kids and I have older kids and my older kids are now accessing their 529 to help pay for college. So it's tax-free money. I think you should always look at your IRA and uh, are you investing uh, every year? Uh, And then my wife and I also have a crypto strategy where I think it's really important that money is definitely changing and we're going to see it change. It's changed already from paper to credit cards to electronic and it's crypto is is not going to go away. And so even if it's $25 a month, if that's all you can afford to start, if you do it every month in a couple of years, you might be surprised by how much you've saved. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I feel like we could do a, another episode about, you know, cryptocurrency and just how healthcare providers can actually start logistically utilizing that in practices and in in their high. Yeah. One practice that I've done is that you can accept crypto as a form of payment. And so uh, have you ever thought that you're doing all these credit card swipes? Do you want to open yourself up to getting paid in cryptocurrency? And it's a question for the individual. Yeah. Yeah. So let's come back to money mindset because part of the issue in higher education, not teaching business is it kind of, it teaches, there's a culture, right? In alternative healthcare in particular, that is about serving the community and making no money doing that. And we're taught that if we were to make money, right, then that's not okay, essentially at the core of it. Right. So that's sort of ingrained in us. And um, so how much do you feel like mindset comes into play when healthcare providers are trying to find a way to make a living? Sure. I, I think it plays uh, a huge part in, in the marketing world. I think it's an internal external game where externally you have to be visible. You have to have some sort of channels, whether they're offline or online, to bring more visibility to how you help and who you help. On an inside, uh, you have to believe that you deserve to be wealthy. Like, <laughs> If you don't believe it, there's going to be a lot of roadblocks in the way. And so are you cultivating that it's okay to receive money for what you do? Are you showing up and really working on your mindset to be more abundant in the sense that it's okay to make money. And once you make it, it's okay to grow it. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to use the analogy with healthcare providers and business owners around specifically dentists and attorneys. These are fields that are very comparable to ours and If you went to the dentist and they said, you need to have this procedure, 
Your insurance covers X amount of it or not at all. And this is how much it is. Typically, you're going to say, okay, I need it, right? And you're not going to fault the dentist for making a, a living. Right. Right. Most of the time, we have no issue that a dentist should make a living and that we should pay for their services. Right. I, I think it's more of a dimmer switch rather than an on off where yeah. uh, the wellness providers that I work with, they just struggled with money and accepting it. And so I think it's like a muscle and you just got to strengthen your ability to be okay that you're doing really good work in the world and that you deserve to get paid for it. Absolutely. So we we touched on this a little earlier about creating a hybrid business and alluded to, you know, that potentially being online as part of what you're doing in your business. There's really been a rise of telehealth and online work since the pandemic, of course. How do you feel like wellness providers can really leverage technology to expand their reach and ultimately create more time and money? Yeah, I think a big pitfall in the community of wellness is uh, that people rely on their main tool, whether that's chiropractic or therapy or acupuncture or massage. And really what patients need is what you do plus behavior modifications. And so being an accountability and support structure for your patients can allow them to get where they want to go faster and more efficiently. And so if you have add-on programs for wellness that allow you to check in with them either via text or over the phone or on webinar, um, you're really bringing an added service to them um, that's also a value that's worth paying for. And this is why health coaches can also do really well in our industry mm -hmm. and really any type of coaching. And it all comes down to the accountability piece and being with someone as a support person on their journey, right, to their goals. Yeah, I love it when I have a, a client that's all brick and mortar and then they move online because they often have hundreds, if not thousands of patient charts electronically that they can help those people. And so it's really kind of, I think medicine and healthcare is moving from um, the cassette tape to the CD to the electronic digital world. And so... Um, if you evolve, uh, that's going to be healthy for your community as well. Yeah. I'd love to hear a success story, if you don't mind sharing, of someone you've worked with or collaborated with where uh, kind of working with them on these different systems that they've been able to really create more time and more money in their business. Sure. Let me think, because I've worked with a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Um, I think one is that I had a client that was doing fertility treatments and fertility is really um, not going away. And acupuncture is really a valuable tool and asset to that journey. And uh, she realized that she could just add on additional accountability and support in between the acupuncture visits um, and build in a whole program uh, to help a woman to conceive. And once she conceives, oftentimes people forget about the fourth trimester where 
postpartum and other things can become a huge issue. And so she developed a, a program, not only go to conception, but through uh, the pregnancy and the birth as well, um, and then postpartum. And I, it was brilliant. And I think she did extremely well with it. That's a beautiful example. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so it sounds like you have a giveaway for our listeners. If you want to tell them about that and how they can take advantage of it. Yeah, you know, I think it's important to get paid. Um, and I love it when uh, wellness providers make more money in ways that don't burn them out. So I developed a guide called How to Get Paid what you're worth. And you can find it over at wellnessrenegades.com. If you go onto the site and you go uh, to a different page, just the form will pop up and you can use your name and, and email. And I'm really clear that I'm a fit for some people and not for others. And so that does get you into my newsletter and check it out. If you don't like it, you can unsubscribe at any time. Sounds like a wonderful resource. Jason, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure chatting with you today. Kendall, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L, at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show, anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.